Hey, welcome to episode 42 of Just Another Knicks Man. And being that it's episode number 42, I just find it very, very, very ironic because I woke up yesterday for some reason. Something told me that Duncan Robinson was going to do his thing. Tyler Hero was going to do his thing. At least a couple of point spreads or whatever. And they did. They did a great job of that shit, you know. And I just said, you know, I hate when I say you know. I just said it. But anyways, once, once Duncan Robinson hit that three-pointer to cut that Laker lead from five to two off the backboard hard-ass shot, and I just thought about the Jay-Z line when he says, I jack, I rob, I sin. I'm Jackie Robinson, except when I die, I die, the pants, I'm sure. You know, like, you know, Jay-Z, that was a whole Jay-Z line right there, man. Can't, you know, take that away from them. And I thought about Duncan Robinson, like, yo, I dunk, I rob, I sin. I'm Duncan Robinson. Yo, but Duncan Robinson, that's a tough name, yo. I dunk, I rob, I sin. America does run on Duncan, from what I've heard. But the thing about Duncan Robinson is, so you really don't be dunking the ball like that to be named Duncan. And Jimmy Butler is the one with the coffee business last time I checked. So what's Duncan Robinson really doing with that name, bruh? Like, it don't even make sense right now. Like, you name Duncan Robinson, but you a sniper, bruh. Pew, 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 pew. You know, uh, Jimmy Butler is the one selling the coffee, so it's a lot, it's a lot going on over there, man. It's just really decipher. And... You know, Tyler Harrell, he covered that over and under 20.5 at the last second, scored 21. He covered the over and under 2.5 at the last second of the game because he hit a three, a meaningless three, according to the basketball gods, according to the gambling gods. They either won someone some bread or it cost someone some bread. So, nowadays, all of them points fucking count, blood. And even when... The other day, when the Heat won by 11 points, 115-104, you know, there was somebody that took the over 219.5, which basically means both teams have to combine and score for 220 points, and the Heat winning would have got that person $114,000, but being that the final score was 115-104, even though the Heat won, it was not over 219.5 points. It was just 219 points. You know, there's no way you could score 0.5 points in the game. So, that person, I'm pretty sure, was heated, man. I'll be heated, too. I don't even know what that person is doing, what that person went through. Was he, like, a really mild-mannered dude? Does he keep it calm? If this is SpongeBob, is he part of the wild game or is he part of the mild game? I don't know. But if he was at a bar and he was flipping tables, tossing chairs, I'm not mad at him. I mean, how could you be, you know? Damn, I said it again. I'm just monitoring myself whenever I say that those two words. I just feel like I say it too much, but I'm working on it. That's your 100000 I could buy like two or three cribs, like down payment for a couple of cribs outside of New York. And I guess if you leverage your right in New York, you get a couple of cribs in New York too. But at the end of the day, you know, he did put up 13 k so it couldn't be that bad for him, I hope. Hopefully, you know, he held it together. Yeah. Hopefully, he held it together. And Lakers last night won the game, man. They, they won the... 
outside of LeBron showing up in the second half, AD being AD playing a tremendous defense, scoring when he needed to, LeBron controlling the pace of the game in the second half, making sure that he was able to, you know, have an impact in the second half of the game. Because in the first half, it looked like he was sort of paid to, like, fuck up or some shit. Man. I don't know what he was doing in the first half. It was crazy. Uh, you know, they definitely missed some calls, but it was some calls that was going to determine the outcome of the game. You know, the Heat were getting more free throws. It was evident. They were more aggressive. They were taking the paint. And it looked like LeBron was on his rondo flow because it looked like when he got to the paint in the first time, he was looking to kick it out, kick it out, kick it out. So that's why they weren't getting that many foul calls. But when LeBron did attack the paint, you know, he did get foul calls. And that was evident in the second half, in the second, not the second quarter, the fourth quarter, I meant to say the second quarter of the second half. That don't sound right. So LeBron, LeBron did what he was supposed to do, and then AD did what he was supposed to do. But I always get peeved when Rondo makes game-winning plays. He just does it. I'm in a NASCAR vibe right now. I'm a mad NASCAR calling around me. Rondo always makes winning plays, and it's frustrating. Because usually the teams he's on, I don't want them to win, except when he was on the Pelicans, I wanted him to win. When he was on certain teams, he's been on mad teams. When he was on the Mavs, I wanted him to win. But he don't make enough winning plays on those teams, man. The fuck. But when I want you to make, when I just want you to be like, sort of how you was playing there, he don't do that shit. All those 50-50 balls, all of those times we tap the ball out for extra possession. You know, that's what helped the Lakers prevail. That was the basic difference in the game because those second point chances are not there. We look at overtime at, at minimum, or it's not a possibility that he wins. But outside of Rondo making those key plays, Caruso making a couple hustle plays. I mean, I mean, the role players showed up, and that's a championship. That's what championship teams do. Marcus Morris, it's not Marcus Morris, man. His brother, the Morris twin, he's been sniping it, bro. Like he, it's on that when he makes it. And if he don't make it, he draws a foul. And when he does miss, it's like an in and out. Like it's not that bad of a miss. Like, man, he could have made that shit, too. So, like, the Lakers players have been showing up. And the main stars have been showing up. AD showed up when he needed to. LeBron's been showing up when they needed to. They're doing enough to win. And that's what really matters. Because at the end of the day, or the beginning of the day, middle of the day, this shit is about winning. And that motherfuckers is winning games. Whether it's a blowout or it's a hardball game. Personally, I like the hardball games. And if I look at it from the heat spectrum, they could have won this game. They just boxed out. You just put a body on Rondo, honestly. You put a body on Rondo, they probably win this game. Because, you know, Contavious. I'm going to just say his whole name. I'm just, I feel like I'm going to put a little respect on Contavious Caldwell Pope's name, KCP, because he sort of earned it. He, he made the shots when he needed to. He was aggressive when he needed to to be LeBron. I know LeBron probably made KCP feel, I mean, Contavious feel epic because, you know, during the post game, he said, yo, man, if you in the game during crunch time, that means I believe in you. So I know KCP slept well last night or this morning, or whenever he decided to go to sleep. And now they showed up, yo. Kyle Kuzma, I mean, he didn't play great, but he played 
straight last game. He had 19 points, four for eight shooting. And, like, I'm not the biggest Kuzma fan, but I just feel like he's being railroaded. OD, like, like, let that man breathe a little. I mean, he's not playing great, but he's not shred-ass. He's not shred-ass. I don't want him on the Knicks, though. I'll say that. He just stay in L.A., though. I don't know. I used to like him, then I sort of disliked him. But I don't really dislike him. He's just annoying sometimes. But now I feel like he's really, like, people really hating on him OD. Like, I don't think he should be, like, hated on like that, you know, like, He's annoying, but it's not that serious, you know. Damn, I said it again. But he showed up. Like, the Lakers players are showing up at critical times where LeBron was floundering and AD was in foul trouble. And that's a good sign if you're a Lakers fan. And besides the fact that the Lakers are up 3-1, you know, you can see some of the players that you want coming back next season. And... But for now, they need to just worry about trying to win the next game or the game afterwards or the game afterwards, whichever one they want to win to take the chip. But game three was really a great game from all aspects. You know, Jimmy Butler balled out. LeBron looked a bit passive. AD looked a bit passive. And, I mean, AD was in foul trouble. And it's amazing that it took, that's what it took for the Heat to win was Jimmy Butler to play his soul out, AD to be in foul trouble, LeBron to be a bit passive, and they still, they won that game, but it wasn't, now it was convincing, because the game was over the last two minutes left, they won that game, they come down to the wire, but the game was hanging in the balance until the last three minutes of the game, so, it took all of that for the Heat to win, and then the weird thing is, almost the same thing, they was on that same pattern this game, score was 90-88, to 88. With about a few minutes left, Jimmy Butler got an open three, misses it, and then Contavious Colwell Pope goes down the court, hits the three. LeBron with a nice pass, taking his time, not in a rush, you know, staying in the moment, being a sublime person, makes the right play. Pope makes it. Pope misses it. We're like, yo, man, LeBron got to be aggressive. What's LeBron doing passing the ball? But Pope made it, and then makes another play. And this game, this came down to the last few minutes of the game about who's going to make the shot and who's going to want extra possessions more. And the Lakers did both. They checked off the extra possessions. They checked off, just checked off making shots. And Jimmy Butler started the game off hot and cooled off for the rest of the game. But you could tell that they really zoned in on Jimmy Butler. They made sure that it wasn't him that was beating them with that with the post game he was doing on Sunday. They did an incredible job of Justin. But at some point, it just comes down to making shots. And the Heat weren't able to do that. And I will say Jimmy Butler did seem a bit passive, which was sort of pissing me off. But sometimes, sometimes you just want to play to attack a double team or a triple team or a crisis. Just attack it, bro. See what happens. And I sort of got tired of these damn handoffs. Like it was third and one at the goal line or some shit, but there's not 31 at the goal line. But at least, at least the game was close. Despite Jimmy Butler being passive, I know Jimmy Butler had a triple-double, but I still felt like he could have played better in terms of his shot selection in the third and fourth quarters at times and just being more aggressive. You know, I like his confidence in Tyler Hero. I like his confidence in I dunk, I rob, I spin. 
and uh, as well as in Kelly Olenek. You know, they got players, but at the same time, your best player got to be aggressive so the other players can prosper. You know, the same thing with LeBron. When LeBron looks passive, it's like you're playing four and five at times, even with Rondo sometimes, four and five. Same shit. So James Butler just had to be more aggressive, and I'm pretty sure that he plays with a guy more open shots. And, but at the same time, LeBron, trusted his teammates to make shots. They made him this game, and he plays better. Sometimes that's all it comes down to is it's a make or miss league, they say, right? It's a make or miss league. And the Lakers made the shots, and he did it. Comes down to execution. But with that being said, do I think the Lakers close it out on Friday? I don't know. It's tough because you just don't know who's going to show up. You know, we don't know what kind of Laker players. We don't know if it's going to be Ronda, which which KCP is showing up. We don't know which Danny Green is going to show up because Danny Green has been on some Danny Green shit, yo. Like, there's one person that hasn't convinced anybody of anything. It's Danny Green. That, be, that boy has been going through some things, and... I don't even know how else to say it. Like, two for six. I think he was at one point, two for six, two for seven. He made a great defensive play, which earned him a breakaway dunk, which he did in real slow motion. But it, it's, just, it's, just, it's just, I feel bad for him. But at the same time, the memes are really funny. And I know Danny Green himself could say, a lot of other people have it a lot worse, you know. For him, he's just got to worry about making shots. Like, my biggest stress in the whole world right now is making shots. I'll take it. Like, yo, all you got to do right now, bro, is make some shots. And guess what? If you don't make it, guess what? Keep taking more shots. That's all Danny Green could, could do is just be more aggressive, just be ready for the moment and try to make the shots. But every single time he misses, I, I just know every LeBron fan or every Laker fan I know is somewhere just, just clenching their fists. You know, grabbing something to throw at the TV. And it's just crazy how long, you know, Danny Green been having this slump for. But I think it would be funny if everyone else on the Lakers have a bad game on Friday and Danny Green's the one, Danny Green is the one hitting all the hard shots, making all his shots, keeping them in the game, and then they end up losing. And I can still see people being mad at Danny Green, like, oh, now he want to make shots when no one else can't make shots. I can see that shit happening very easily because... If they don't win on game game five, you still got to be mad at something. And you really can't be mad at LeBron. You really can't be mad at AD. You really can't be mad at Rondo or the Morris brother. Can't be mad at the Morris brother. He's been showing the fuck up. I mean, they probably won't get mad at Kuzma too. But Danny Green, I, I is just, at this point, if he's not making shots, why not just play J.R. Smith? I don't see the harm in playing J.R. Smith. You know, he came into the game, I believe, on Sunday. You know, he made a couple... Fuck, I said it again, you know. He made a shot. He made took a couple shots. He made one. But it's not only about him making them. It's about he looks confident in the shots. I know that's one thing JL never had a problem with is a confident uh, confidence in his shot-making ability. But at this point in time, it feels like Danny Green does have a lack of confidence in his shot-making ability. Maybe I could be wrong, but that's what I see from him. So I I don't see why Vogel don't want to give 
Jr. Chance, or even the Horton Jr. dude, because that Horton Jr. dude was one of the reasons why they beat the Rockets, because we were like, who is this guy carrying these threes, making these layups, or doing things that Brandon Green is not really doing? And, yeah, man, like, Vogel, I got to give him some credit, bro. Like, he, he made that little adjustment that shifted that Rocket series. And, but we haven't seen that Horton dude since. I wonder where he at, because if they just bring him out game five. If Horton Tucker Jr. plays more than 15 minutes game five, they're going to win that game. Lakers win. We're going to see the championship uh, presentation, all that shit, yo. But if they don't bring him out game five, the Lakers still might win. But I won't be surprised if the Heat win either. And I expect what I thought Jimmy Butler was going to do this game in the fourth quarter to do in the next game, fourth quarter, is just to be aggressive, attack the paint, make the refs blow the whistle, take those mid-range jumpers, shit like that. And if you're asking me who I think the finals MVP is going to be, like some of my friends been asking me, I don't know. Like if they give it to LeBron, that's cool. If they give it to AD, that's cool too. If they make it co-finals MVP, that's also cool. Like I have no problem. But it's just going to be whoever gets it, there will be a case for the other person. Like if LeBron get it, there's going to be a case why AD should have got it. And if AD got it, there's going to be a case of why LeBron should have got it. It's just what is it is. It is what it is. But the more that I think about it, I think about the 2016 Finals MVP when they gave it to Iggy. So being that Iggy is also in this NBA Finals, I hope that they actually give it to Ray John Rondo. Because Ray John Rondo is, is, is been, has been the glue to this team on the defensive, offensive, slash coach. You know, he's been that Swiss Army knife that Iggy was to the Warriors in 2016. So I don't see why not give it to Ray John Rondo on some Iguodala shit. You know, because Iggy played defense on LeBron and held him under 40%, help, helped hold LeBron under 40% shooting in that finals and made it difficult for him to make certain decisions, slapping the ball away. But LeBron still got his, but it, in a higher, it took more volume out of LeBron to produce his normal output. That's why he got finals MVP. So why not just give it to Rondo for the shit he's been doing as far as his key playmaking ability, his defensive plays, the way he's attacking the loose balls, all that shit. I still don't understand why Iggy Dollar got that shit in 2016. That's why. I mean, I do. They were, the Warriors were down 2-1. They took Bogut out, put Iggy, Iggy at the 5, and they won three straight games. But guess what, man? Curry was averaging 26-8-8, and and without Curry, they was not winning that championship. So same thing with, with the fucking Lakers. I don't think if the Lakers... Don't have Rondo, they're not winning this championship. They're not they're not winning the championship without Rondo. So why not give it to Rondo? But I know they're not. And I know that he shouldn't really get it either. Like all that stuff was just me still wondering why Andre Iguodala got that shit in twenty sixteen. Like I don't like I understand why he got it, but to actually give it to him is just crazy. So that's sort of the role that Rondo's playing for these Lakers. He's a critical component, I believe, that they're a best player. And that's who Iguodala was for the Warriors in 2016. So it's just interesting, but I know it's not going to happen. But if Rondo did get that Finals MVP, I don't know Rondo's stats. I do not know Rondo's stats. 
but I do know his impact on that Laker team. And they would not have they would not have won yesterday without him. They would not be in the finals if Rondo wasn't playing the way he was playing right now. They probably would be, but it would not have it would be two two right now if anything. So like everything would be much harder for the Lakers. But like I said, if LeBron get it, it's cool. If AD get it, it's cool. If Rondo get it, it's more than cool. I don't see a problem with Rondo getting it. It would just be more funny just watching like my friends get mad that are LeBron fans. Like, yo, man, yo, could you believe that shit, bro? They, they, they give the NBA Finals MVP to Ray John Rondo, bro. And I'm like, yeah, I could believe it because instead of giving Kyrie the Finals MVP in 2016, they gave it to Iggy. So it's definitely believable. I don't know how it's not believable. It's just still crazy to me. Curry, Curry didn't get that Finals MVP when when they when they won in five, I believe. Now when they swept them that year, when the Warriors swept the Cavs, and KD hit the dagger, even though KD hit that dagger, Curry, Steph Curry deserved that Finals MVP. But for KD, it just looks better on his resume for the fact that he went to the Warriors and got two chips and two Finals MVP. Like, hey, this is my team. I got I, I pull up to the Golden State Warriors and I got two finals MVP because I'm that dude. Shout outs to him. But back to Jimmy Butler. Yo, I hope he show up, man. I hope all of these snipers because I don't want the season to end because I don't know when the shit gonna start. I want to see more games. I want to see as many games as possible. The NFL got me a little stressed out because like now all of these players are getting COVID, so like they might go into this little fake three week. Not fake. I'm just like. This three-week hiatus, like, I'm scared. I don't, I don't want no all my sports just to be taken out of nowhere again. Like, I wish everyone to be safe and healthy, which I think is very possible. So every athlete that we've encountered that has gotten COVID has been fine. And I believe that they will continue to be fine and recover fine. I just don't want another uh, outbreak in the sports world or even in the regular world. But I'm focusing on the sports world because I'm talking about sports and like a three weeks without football and then the NBA season ending at the same damn time that's tough that's tough so that's why I want the Heat to extend the series if possible I just hope they could do it that way the game seven build up would be awesome but we just gotta see what happens and Next season, like I said, I just hope it starts by January. It's up to me. Start like January. I don't know. I start around like Martin Luther King Day. You know, that would be cool. You know, it's crazy. Like I said, this is episode 42. Jackie Robinson, war number 42. Chad Bozeman was portrayed as Jackie Robinson. So, and then, yeah, man. So, like, rest in peace to Jackie Robinson. Thank you for all the things that you did. Rest in peace for Chad Bozeman for all the things that you did. And, yeah, thank you for your contributions. You know, I've done a lot. I've impacted this world in a positive way. And we are extremely grateful. Thank you. Had to do, had to do a moment of, of silence to pay my respects. But, you know, I'm thinking about the NBA draft now. Like I said, man, Knicks, just keep that ace pick. I don't want you to, to trade up and try to, like, really go all in for LaMelo. Like, as much as I like him, I ain't trying to 
break the bank for the dude. And if anything, I'm down to trade down and collect more assets, get like a future draft picks, and just really put our faith in this NBA develop, uh, uh, I mean, our New York Knicks developmental staff. And I'm getting concerned as a Knicks fan because I'm hearing this like, as much as I want Chris Paul, I basically want him for free. If the Knicks can't get Chris Paul for free, then I don't want him. Like, I don't want to trade no draft picks for Chris Paul. I don't want to trade no young player for Chris Paul. Like, if they want a bad contract that we got, they can have it. A bad contract is, uh, nah, they, they got, they, Chris Paul is the bad contract, my bad. If they want, like, a second-round pick or some shit, maybe. Like, if they want what we don't want on our team, that's cool. If they don't want what we don't want on our team, then call that trade off. Let, let Chris Paul prosper where he deserves to prosper. And let us keep rebuilding, man, through the youth. I'm tired of this, these threats of going for the quick fix. Victor Oladipo, he's a baller. But do I really want him? Depends at what cost. And if that cost is the future, then I say no. I say no. I don't want him that bad. You know, a lot of these players, I'm just waiting. The Knicks just got to wait for all of these players to make sure that the team they're on to lose complete leverage. And if that's the case, then we could talk and give away minimal assets if you're going to make these moves. I don't want the Knicks to jump out like, yo, 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 we want him, we want that, we want that car. Like, let's just wait out. Let these organizations, let these players call their bluff. And let's get players for the low, man. Like, let's get players for the low. Let's start finessing instead of being finessed. I'm tired of the Knicks getting finessed. Like, no more of that shit. Now we pulling our foot down. Like, yo, if y'all can't get rid of Victor Oladipo, y'all want this, this, and that, nah. We give you that. Like, just start acting like you're a franchise that cares, man. Like, stop trying to, like, feel bad for other teams and shit. Like, damn, man, Victor Oladipo don't want to be there no more. Damn, yo, the OKC can't play Chris Paul. So what? If anything, let OKC fucking amnesty Chris Paul, and then we pick him up for the low. Like, let this shit play out, bro. Don't be jumping the gun on Chris Paul. He's not 24 right now, 23. He's 36, bro. Like I said, as much as I want him, I ain't trying to fucking jeopardize the future. And that's the vibes that I'm hearing, but I hope it's not true. You know, I'm hearing things such as, can't Carl any Towns coming to the Knicks. Like, I don't even know how that's possible when he was one of the main reasons that Thibodeau got fired. So, it'll be interesting, but I doubt that's going to happen. And, like I said, just, just, just build through the draft, build with the young players that we got now, and be in a position to be nice two to three years from now. I'm not in a rush. Like, we suck for like 20 years. Another year's not going to hurt. And then next year, and the season after that, it's going to be lit. It's going to be lit. But we just got to stick to the script. And I just hope that Leon Rose and the Knicks staff does that because they've done a great job so far in assembling the staff. And I hope they stick to the script that we all think the script is. And that is to develop the young guns, draft more young guns, and then figure it out. Figure out who's going to stay, who's going to leave, what we need. But for now, just develop the young guns. That's going to lead to an ultimate Knicks 2023 championship. The Knicks going to win a chip 
the Knicks gonna win the championship in 2023. So the Knicks just gotta hold it together and stick to the script, and we'll be just fine. That's all I gotta say for now. Episode 42. Your boy Jack F. Go Knicks. Go NBA. Go World. Let's just get it, man. More positivity, you heard?